Hello, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Dock Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Joining us today is Dr. Jill Cruz, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Cruz's specialty is family medicine. She works as a hospitalist with the Brookings Health System and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Cruz. Good morning. It seems like it's been a while since I've been here. It does feel like it's been a while. I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't here know. we are in the middle Christmas of February. Years. It just yeah. threw everything off. <laughs> yes. It's, we're sneaking up on Valentine's Day already next week. And I bet your kids are creative when it comes to Valentine boxes. Yes, but they're, they've outgrown it this year oh, now. Okay. Sixth You're not Seventh doing grade, that? so no boxes oh. that I'm aware of. But yeah. yes, we, we would always try to up our game for Valentine's. Yeah. <laughs> Lydia. Um, fifth grade and she still gets to make a box which yes. she's super excited about so but it sounds like you said sixth grade they're not doing it no. yet so this might be Duh. my last one this might be, so go big <laughs> or go home <laughs> I think her plan is to do something um, cat related oh fun so we'll see We'll have to work on it this weekend. See what we what she comes up with, and I'm sure there'll be hot glue involved. <laughs> so yeah, she she loves to pull out that hot glue gun. So, well, thanks for being here with us this morning, Dr. Cruz. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is focusing on podiatry. Yes, which is tell us about podiatry. Feet, feet, feet. Basically, mid shins down is where the podiatrists uh, tend to spend a majority of their time. So mm-hmm. anything involving feet. The toes, uh, sores in the feet, pain in the ankles. So all of that sort of stuff is where you go from a podiatrist. So yeah, mid shin down. All right. And it's an important part of our body, right? It's it's what you stand on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It can make can make life. It's one of those things like, I think we talk about this a lot, but you th- take things for granted until all of a sudden something's not quite right. And exactly. Like, oh, this, this is inconvenient or this hurts or mm-hmm. this is preventing me from doing what I want to do. Yep. All it takes is a bad ankle sprain. You realize how much uh, <laughs> you need your feet. Right. Right. So in your essay this week, mm-hmm. you talk about the importance of, you know, great footwear. And I feel like that is something I've come to realize too. It's worth investing in some good footwear. It is. And I'm willing to give up style sometimes, fashion, fashion. <laughs> so I can be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So tell us more about that and why that is so important. Yeah. So definitely having good footwear and shoes that fit your feet will help your foot overall health. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if stuff is too tight, you know, you don't want stuff rubbing, blistering, ending up with corns, calluses, bunions. If you're trying to pinch your toes into very narrow, pointy, uh, you know, shoes, having that nice wide toe box is always a very good thing for feet and for comfort mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to end up with ingrown toenails because that toenail is getting constantly pushed into the edge of your toe by your shoe mm-hmm. so all of those things are very easily preventable and uh, treatable with proper footwear right thank goodness it's lovely right now yes. around uh brooking south dakota we we have very little snow sometimes in the morning it's a little slick from that Mm -hmm. moisture that hits the sidewalk i've noticed but um overall we're doing quite well but 
especially in winter when things are getting slick, that is something important for us to think about. Yes. I mean, when I was working on the essay, it was during the polar blast and it was mm-hmm. super cold. I'm like, oh, let's talk about boots right. <laughs> and walking on the snow and ice because definitely, you know, getting out is a good thing for your mental health, physical health, being active in the winter, but you don't want to end up in the emergency room because you slipped and fell and injured yourself. So um, the really neat thing when I was researching for this was finding that study in New Zealand where they put socks over their shoes to increase traction. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a clever idea. And I would see where that would work. Um, And it's cheap and it's easy. It'll look funny. Right. Who cares if you're not falling? Right. Have you tried it yet, Dr. Cruz? I haven't tried it yet. We haven't had an opportunity, (laughs) I haven't had an opportunity on my ice melt. Yeah. Yeah, it melted before I had a chance to pull out my husband's socks right i know it's like you have to find a sock big enough to get yes, over get over your, your boots well you know if you've been to the hospital they generally give those one size fits mm-hmm. all booties that are extra extra large mm-hmm. so shove a pair and they have grippies on the bottom so try that if you have a pair laying yeah. around we'll have to give that a try send me a picture Dr. I, I will when you do try it <laughs> facebook worthy <laughs> see, <laughs> see how that goes uh, so what are some of the more common concerns that you uh want to address with the podiatrists that are going to be on the television show? Well, definitely, I think, um, starting from the toenails, you know, thick, ugly toenails with that uh, toenail fungus is a very common thing that people talk to me about. Mm-hmm. Um, ingrown toenails is very common. Hammer toes, bunions, corns, calluses, ulcers, sprained ankles, all of those things. Yeah. I think we will have no problem filling up our hour with uh, things from the ankle down. Right. Yeah. There are a lot of important topics in there that mm-hmm. we can be affected by. Let's let's dive in. You know, so you said the um, toenail fungus is a mm-hmm. common one. What what yes. do you usually recommend, Dr. Cruz? You know, the easiest, cheapest, and least likely to have side effects is just um, using vinegar mm. for toenail fungus. Now you have to do it every day, and it's going to take you you know, three to six months, however long it takes for that toenail to grow out. But if you soak it, your toe in vinegar for, you know, 10 minutes or kind of get some vinegar on a um, cotton swab and swab it around there yeah, and do that, that penetrates. There's no side effects. I mean, a lot of people talk about, you know, the oral lamisil that you also have to take for three to six months. Sure. So it's not any faster, mm-hmm. but it's a lot cheaper. And then you don't have to worry about any of the side effects aside from your toe smelling like, like vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I haven't mm-hmm. heard that one, Dr. Cruz. Yeah. So do you, you put the vinegar on, um, yep. then can you wash it off or do you need to leave that vinegar sitting on there? Um, like you talk about the smell. That's what I'm smell. wondering. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would say you could probably wash it off. The, yeah. You know, but the longer you let it sit there, the deeper it's going to penetrate. Okay. You know. And right. then it's not going to fix what's already there, but hopefully it will kill what's at the base. And as the nail grows out, you'll clip away the fungus that's there, but no new fungus should hopefully form. Gotcha. The problem is if you skip a day, that little fungus can jump right back and you start over on day one. Okay. So it requires a lot of patience and you have to stick with it for it to work. But yeah, we're talking months, but like I said, the oral medications aren't any faster and have a lot more side effects with affecting the liver and interacting with other medications. Gotcha. Yeah. It's an important thing to, Mm -hmm. to think about. Uh, If someone is having foot concerns, what do you recommend they do to start? Where should they start? You know, usually you can ask your primary care doctor is always a good place to start. Um, 
A lot of times physical therapists also can do, if you're like a runner and you're having problems with shin splints or running issues, um, physical therapy can do some really good running mechanics and make sure that your heels strike. They'll look at your shoes and look at the wear. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, seeing a podiatrist, they, this is literally all they do. They are really good at it. And we have two excellent podiatrists here in Brookings. We are very, very blessed and thankful to have uh, both Dr. Uh, Prusa and Dr. Jones here. Yeah, excellent. And they're going to join you on the television they're show. They're going to join me. Yes. Night. So I'm so excited. You can ask all of our foot-related questions mm -hmm. tomorrow night uh, on SDPB television at 7 p.m. Yes. Well, we're going to go to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing. It leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697-9500 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Elsewhere. Then Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605 692 1430. 605-692-1430. Dr. Cruz, we have a follow-up question on that. Uh, we're talking about feet this morning. Uh, specifically with gout, who who addresses gout and is are there often symptoms in the feet related mm -hmm. to gout? Yep. So gout can affect several joints, but the base of the big toe is a very common area for gout. So it's basically these uric acid crystals. And if you look at them under the microscope, they look like needles. Mm. And that's why it's like you're getting poked with a thousand tiny little microscopic needles. It causes intense pain. Um, so generally, primary care docs are very familiar. I treated lots of uh, cases of gout. Uh, I will have to ask our podiatry po colleagues if they deal with it. I've never had to refer anyone out for it because usually as a primary care doc, I can handle that and sure. get it treated. So there are medications to treat during a flare-up of gout. And also, if you're having them frequently, uh, medications to um, try to prevent flare-ups from happening. But there's also things, uh, certain foods can tend to trigger gout attacks. So if you can kind of pay attention and talk to your primary care doctor of, you know, usually I'll say, hey, did you have any change in your diet recently? Did you have like, you know, eating excessive amounts of red meats with some red wine, right. <laughs> other sort of things that we know are certain foods that tend to trigger gout attacks. Um, sometimes I can put two and two together and say, oh, well, this makes sense. Sure. I can see something like a vacation or a something. A vacation, yes. Maybe causing yep. issues. They, they yeah. used to call gout the uh, disease of kings because mm -hmm. they were the only ones eating the foods that were high in the purines that would cause um, the gout attacks. So, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Good follow-up question there. We had a, another question just come in, Dr. Cruz, about the vinegar. Mm -hmm. uh, this person's wondering, white or cider, or does it not matter? I don't believe it matters. I okay. would say whichever is cheapest. <laughs> so okay. white should be fine. Uh, but if you have apple cider vinegar laying around, don't go out and buy a special bottle just for your toes, although you might want to keep it separate from <laughs> <laughs> your cooking vinegar right. or pour it into a separate bottle when you're yeah. using it so you're not cross-contaminating. 
exciting. Yeah. So for those salad. of you just joining us at the beginning of the show, Dr. Cruz was telling us we could possibly try using vinegar to help mm-hmm. deal with nail fungus and yes. our toes. So, so. yes, the uh, publications I said never specified which vinegar, but I would assume white would be the easiest. Yeah. Perfect. Great follow-up question. Thank you. Yeah. And another one, um, what is the difference between a corn and a callus, mm-hmm. if at all? Okay. So... Corns have a core to them. So you there's a little like circle in there that you can dig out. And once you've dug out the core, usually it gets better. Now, a corn can have a callus around it, which is basically just thickened skin from friction. Okay. So, and I'm sure the podiatrist will be able to explain it a little bit more eloquently than I do. But a corn does have something... Uh, circle a dot in the middle that you can dig out and there it actually looks like a plug of dead skin okay where the callus is just all the same skin with no core in it okay so a callus might be caused by any number Number of things things. yep whereas including a corn Mm -hmm. but not all calluses are corns right (laughs) okay all right got it but they a lot of times will go hand in hand and you'll have both sure Mm -hmm. so if someone does What's, what are the early signs that mm-hmm. I might be getting a corn? Um, you're going to see kind of pain is basically the, okay. the biggest thing. And then thickening of the skin with a little dot. Okay. Dark. A dark. A dark. Usually dot. dark. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if we see that, are there some over-the-counter treatments? Or is it something you do need to go in to get Well, there are treated? a lot of cor- – basically, a lot of the things in the foot involve offloading. So you're trying to relieve pressure around there. So a lot of the corn and cad – callus pads because you buy them they have them both on the name yep uh, are basically usually rings about getting so nothing's touching that area so as long as there's not something rubbing touching pressing that will help um, get down a lot of times though we ha- end up having to you know pare them down or scrape them down or you know remove the the core of the corn mm-hmm. um, and that's something I did a lot in family practice podiatry does even more than I do mm-hmm. so you know either are usually um, able to do that but I would say talk to your family practice doc some of us like feet more than others sure some yes some I know uh, at least one family practice doc over the clinic is a little squeamish about dealing with feet right so. yeah 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 <laughs> so ask but podiatrists they have no problems uh getting in there and and dealing with those skin issues on the feet they've seen it all they've seen it all all. yep experience it all so yeah don't be shy don't be shy bring those concerns in excellent all right uh we're gonna go to our next break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address Look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Cigarette smoking is the number one cause of lung cancer, but it can also be caused by other forms of tobacco like pipes and cigars or breathing secondhand smoke or being exposed to asbestos or radon. We also are concerned with people who have a family history of lung cancer. Lung cancer symptoms may include coughing that gets worse and doesn't go away, chest pain, shortness of breath, wheezing, and coughing up blood. Other illnesses that can cause these these symptoms should be investigated as well. If you have any symptoms, talk to your doctor. 
For help to quit smoking, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit cdc.gov quit. Your provider at the Avera Medical Group is a good resource to discuss lung symptoms. Call 697-9500 for an appointment. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. We've been focusing this morning talking about feet and podiatry and how wonderful it is to have a couple of podiatrists here in Brookings. Dr. Cruz, we have another question about ingrown toenails. Is an, once an ingrown toenail is an ingrown toenail, is it always an ingrown toenail? Or can we, can we uh, correct that? Yes. If, if you catch it early, there are some things you can do to help um, mitigate that. So one is cutting the toenail straight across. You don't want them tapering in like, you know, you don't want them like you would with a fingernail where they're nice and tapered and, and pretty. Straight across, because if it tapers in, it's more likely to ingrow. So if you can prevent okay. it that way by watching how you cut them. That's why toenail clippers look a little bit different than fingernail clippers. They don't have quite the dramatic uh, curve to them, and they're more straight across. Um, once you do have one that seems to be starting to ingrow, again, watch your shoes so nothing's pinching and a tight. That's always a, a good thing because it tends to be the big toes or second toe where you're pushing. Mm-hmm. Um and then after that, if you soak the feet for about 10 minutes in some warm, soapy water, you can even add Epsom salts if you're feeling fancy. Yes. Um, after soaking it for about 10 minutes, you can usually pull up a little bit of that corner and then wedge a tiny little, you know, pull off a little tuft of cotton from a Q-tip or a cotton ball. And you can do that to help it, encourage it to flip out and oh. not dig in. So mm-hmm. that can be something that's helpful. Now, there are some people that have what are called a pincher toe deformity, where it's more than just an ingrotona. It's like um, like growing purposely in, and it looks like a little pincher, okay, um, like a little claw machine that mm-hmm. you would see. So that usually I have people talk to the podiatrist about, because those are a little bit tougher. You're not, the way it's literally, you know, growing inward, you're not going to fix that. Um, many times, you know, that we used to like remove the entire toenail when there was an ingrown. Now we've gotten to the point where, you know, if we just remove like the lateral half or, or do what we call wedge resection, where you just remove the ingrown part and maybe a little bit more so you can save a majority of the toe. That's usually, uh, what we're able to do now, a little easier to recover from that. Okay, great. I, we've had the podiatrist on the show in the past and we've talked some about the, um, Brookings Health System has a foot clinic, right? So Mm -hmm. if you don't need a podiatrist, but you just need some help taking care of your feet and your Mm -hmm. toenails and getting things cleaned up, that's a good option. It's an excellent option if, you know, you're at the age where you're not quite flexible enough to bend down and reach your toes, or you Mm -hmm. worry if your spouse gets down, they may not get back up. Mm -hmm. You know, the foot clinic is really good at getting those toenails trimmed, you know, with diabetes checking to make sure that there's no sores, because it's kind of hard to look at the bottom of your feet unless you're a bit of a contortionist. Mm -hmm. So they can look at your feet, make sure that everything is healthy, trim those nails. Um, You know, some people with the thicker nails, you need special tools. Your home nail clipper is just not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. They have those tools those um, kind of toenail nipper that are a little bit more heavy duty that can with those thicker nails and sometimes you know they even use devices that look a lot like a dremel Mm -hmm. (laughs) that will kind of file down those thicker nails especially if they're causing problems or pain in the the uh, feet Mm -hmm. okay 
All right, Dr. Cruz, we're gonna totally switch directions here. We had an email question come in um, earlier in the week and wanna ask you about that. So the listener asked if you could talk about the medicine Lakembi for Alzheimer's and if they know anything about focus ultrasound therapy that helps get the drug across and into the brain better. So, and then they say that this person's husband was recently recently diagnosed with Alzheimer's and they have been trying to learn more about the drug and have had many roadblocks in South Dakota. So Dr. Cruz, let's begin. What What is the medicine Lakembi? Tell Lakembi. us about that. So that is a an injection that is um, given through the IV every two weeks for Alzheimer's. So it's for mild cognitive impairment, mild dementia, Alzheimer's disease. Um, not one that I have ever prescribed or was familiar with before the uh, listener uh, sent in that question. So thanks for that opportunity for me to learn something new. Um, I would say talking with the neurologist would be a very good starting point because that's generally who would be prescribing this. Anything that that's, is that new and that requires injections um, usually also comes with a very hefty price tag. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to jump through lots of hoops to get prior authorization and approval um, with that medication. And usually the neurologist, you know, they want a specialist to prescribe it. So if they say, a family doctor, why are you prescribing this? This is definitely out of your wheelhouse right. for specialties. Sure. Um, so working with that. Now, is this the, I feel like a few months ago, we were hearing a lot of um, information about a possible drug with Alzheimer's. Is this the same one or is this different? I am not exactly okay. sure. I, and I apologize. I don't yeah. know what the other one was either. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So it sounds like it's a relatively newer medicine. Relatively newer medication. If it doesn't give a price, that's usually an answer. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. So the listener mentioned focused ultrasound therapy. I haven't heard of that, Dr. Cruz. What also, is focused ultrasound therapy? Also... Um, yeah, it said Lakembi is not available. Uh, prescription is provided by a doctor is generally not available at a pharmacy. So sure. there's your answer. And yes. it said it may be expensive in bold. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, since that has to go through a special thing through your doctor, I'm guessing it gets sent directly to the hospital or clinic where it's administered. Um, the focused ultrasound, again, some a new learning experience for me. So I had to look into that. It is still in... Um, phase two clinical trials. So this is not available to the general public. So when we're talking about a new therapy or medication, it has to go through several phases of clinical trials. So phase one, safety and efficacy. Basically, uh, will this make someone who's not sick, sick? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, what are the side effects with that? So they usually try it in fairly healthy people for medications just to see what the tolerability is because medications no good if it causes you to throw up every single time you take it or if it causes you to break out in a rash so that's stage one stage two is where they take a small group of people usually um like oh how many usually a couple hundred people generally mm-hmm. to a few dozen to a couple hundred to basically see does the drug or therapy do what it says it does or what we suspect it does. So that's where it is right now in 
phase two. So the clinical trials, there's uh, some going on in Canada. There's one going on, I believe, in Australia. And then a couple going on in the U.S., like Brigham and Women's Hospital is doing it. Um, I saw that there was, they were recruiting subjects for this. Um, let's see here. So what what is the, um, what are they doing with focused ultrasound therapy? Were you able to learn about that? So what the idea is, is it disrupts the blood-brain barrier to allow medications to get in there. Because that's been one of the hardest things with doing anything for the brain is your body is really good at keeping stuff out of the brain. It's very much a VIP section. It doesn't want to let anything in there that doesn't belong. And your body says, you know, it's very, very selective about what it will let in. So we're having a hard time getting medications into the brain to Mm. treat Alzheimer's because of that. So this is supposed to help make it easier for medications to get in. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Right, right. This listener has done a lot of research, right? Yes, I'm I'm impressed. things for us. And so I'm very interested in exploring things further. But she says she's had some roadblocks here in South Dakota. So do you have any advice for her on that, you know? um, I would say you know talking with your specialist and see if they know things, um, and then also for a specific disease, you know there are a lot of national organizations. You know, Alzheimer's has uh, a lot of national organizations for Alzheimer's disease, and reaching out to those people to say, hey, what is there in my area? They might be able to point you to something that's a little bit closer, but you know, unfortunately, South mm-hmm. Dakota, it, closer may be Minneapolis, it may be Chicago, it mm-hmm. may be, you know, Boston. Mm-hmm. You, you know, especially at this early, you're going to be at the large, you know, research centers, the Vanderbilts, the Johns Hopkins, the, you know, UCLA, mm-hmm. where they're doing this sort of research, Mayo, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully we have Mayo nearby, and right. they're doing lots of cutting edge Things So they might be able to point you in a direction of something in the area, and they may say, unfortunately, there's not much going on here. Are you willing to travel? And mm-hmm. some people have the means and time and ability to do that, and others, unfortunately, don't. So that's where we're at when we're in these very early stages. Um, they're very particular on who they'll allow in these studies. They have specific what we call inclusion criteria and exclusion criteria. So when we're studying, they want to try to have the test subjects to be as similar as possible. So they try to find out, you know, minimize the variables so you don't have what we call a confounding variable where, oh, well, this works great, but only in women over the age of 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, this works great, but mainly in men. You know, it works great, but only in someone that has X, Y, and Z. So by trying to keep their study groups very similar, they um, can get rid of some of that error where, oh, well, sorry, it only worked in the people with blue eyes. Right. Bummer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by minimizing, you know, that's why they have their inclusion and exclusion criteria of what they're trying to find but to minimize any um, thing that could throw off their results. Mm-hmm. Well, this this feels... Uh, I feel for this listener, right? Trying I to do, do all this work. It, and um, It's but, such an awful disease that I've dealt with mm-hmm. personally with family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
so any shred of hope and promise mm-hmm. for research, know that it's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, they might be able to find a way to get involved. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Dog Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now with your questions at 605 692 1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc Jill Cruz is here with us this morning answering all of our questions. Uh, Thank you to those of you who've called in or emailed in questions. We love getting your questions, so thank you for that. Dr. Cruz, tell us about the television show that we can look forward to watching tomorrow night on SDPB at 7 o'clock. Well, like I said, we've got uh, Dr. Jones and Dr. Prusa both here from Brookings uh, Avera, Mm -hmm. and they're going to be talking about feet and all of our foot-related questions. So I think they're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Again, we we planned February with guests that were a little closer to home because of the weather, but I don't think it's going to be any issue aside from the fog we've been having recently so yeah should excellent. be a great show yes important for all of us to keep our feet healthy and and working the way we want them to so mm-hmm. we can do all the things we love well before we go please be sure to tune in to south dakota public broadcasting television and the prairie doc facebook page for on call with the prairie doc most thursdays starting at 7 p.m central join us this coming thursday for a new live on call with the prairie doc Prairie Doc host Dr. Jill Cruz will answer viewer questions related to feet with podiatrist Dr. Ryan Prusha and Dr. Nephi Jones from the Avera Orthopedics in Brookings, South Dakota. So tune in Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central on SDPB Television. I see we have a question that just came in. Dr. Cruz, did you yes. get a chance to read that? All Is right. that something we can Would address? The less invasive uh, toenail remover procedure where the corners are cut will the toenail corners grow back they will grow back yep um, so it will eventually you'll have a, an entire full toenail at some point in the future so yes it does unless you destroy the base with phenol which we rarely do but yes unless you do something to literally kill the bed of the nail where it grows from it will grow back out okay but hopefully straight and normal all right well, we encourage this listener and all of you to tune in to the television show, and we'll let Dr. Cruz have more time to talk about that. So we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio this morning, and my thanks to Dr. Jill Cruz for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs> <laughs>